This call is being recorded. Good morning, this is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning. And who was that that just joined the call? Kelly Easter Grant. Kelly Easter, how do you spell your last name? Grant, G-R-A-N-T. It's a hyphenate. Easter Grant. Oh, Easter Grant. Yes. Well, welcome. We're glad that you joined us. And who invited you? Atanya Alexander. Oh, okay. Great. Well, we know you'll be blessed. Thank you. You're welcome, Kelly. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Everyone, please excuse my voice. At least it's starting to come back now. (laughs) Hi, good morning. My name is um, Sarah, and I was invited by Sister Tanya Alexander as well. And your name is Sarah, did you say? Yeah. And what is your last name, Sarah? Mendelson. You want to spell that for me? M as in Mary, E, N as in Nancy, D, 
E L S O N as in me. Oh, Mendelssohn, gotcha. Yes. Well, we're glad that you joined us, Sarah. We know you'll be blessed. Mm -hmm. Is anyone else? Barbara, how you feeling? Good morning, Barbara. Well, I'm feeling better. My voice is starting to come back. It's just hard to keep my mouth shut once in a while with Rick around me, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you for your prayers. Has anyone Good else joined Diane. Good, Good morning, morning, Diane. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you, too. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Thursday to you, too, and God bless you. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone else joined the call? Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Glad you're doing well. Thank you. It's Renee. I know. Good morning, Renee. Have a good day. You too. God bless you. Thanks. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Is anyone else joining the call on this beautiful Thursday morning? Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning, Barbara Adelodi. Anyone else like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the caller would like to say good morning? Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning?
anyone else join the call? Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, well, at this time, it is time to move forward to the next segment of the call. But before we move forward, we do ask that you please place your phone on mute. Make sure you check your line so that we can proceed without any interruptions. And hello, my name is Susie, and I am your hostess. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. We want to thank you for joining us in July. We hope you were blessed. Be sure to join us in August as the new theme will be the call. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our, oh, by, excuse me, by our wonderful and gifted declares. Before I move on to our two announcements today, though, I do want to say that we have two new people that has joined us this morning. The first one is Kelly Eastergrant, and the second one is Sari Middleson, and they were invited by Tanya. So the two announcements for today is, ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. And second, excuse me, if you've been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There were no prayer requests submitted on the app, but I did see a prayer request that was in the victory room, and it was by Lucia Allen. And she is asking prayer for emotional strength to go through some family problems that are really serious. So please, let's keep her lifted up. The order of the call is a declaration will be by Tanya, and praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. 
Then we'll be go right into closing comments hosted by the declare Tanya. And I'll repeat that. The declaration will be by Tanya. And praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. The scripture today is Matthew 22 and 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Again, at this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to our declarer, Tanya. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. God bless you all. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Can you guys believe that it's August the 1st, 2019 already? It's it's just like, where did the year go? My goodness. We will be celebrating the holidays in just a few more minutes. Anyway, um, this is my way of doing a sound check. I want to make sure that everyone can hear me clearly, that there isn't any distortion or that I'm, I'm adjusting my volume as I speak. I didn't realize it was so low. Anyway, I just want to make sure. So Susie or somebody give me a shout out and let me know if you can hear me okay. We sure can. Your voice sounds great. Thank you, Susie. I appreciate all that you do and your commitment uh, to greeting and to hosting and, and, and uh, greeting and hosting. Sorry. Um, but at you. any rate, again, you're welcome. I want to remind you that we are recording. Good morning to you that are in radio land. Um, we are recording this morning. I want to welcome you um, as well and remind the callers, please, 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 sir, please, ma'am, please make sure that your phone is on mute. The only person that you should hear is me. Um, and we're going to jump right in, okay? This share will require your attention, though, as we journey down the road of understanding. There will be a few twists that may cause some discomfort, uh, give the perception that I'm leading you down a rabbit hole, or sound like I'm getting off task. I assure you I am not. Because of my time constraints, we must sprint at certain intervals. So get your Adidas, Nikes, Under Armour, Skeeters, Converse, no-name brand, whatever comfortable spiritual walking footwear you prefer you probably think i'm being funny i am but not really you do know that we have shoes of peace right i don't have time to read it you can look it up later at ephesians six fifteen. well if you didn't know now you do so grab them lace them up really good because we don't have time for you to fall or trip over your own laces if you just got up to put your shoes, to, to go get your shoes, or you're having a meltdown at the mere thought of getting out of bed, I'm gingerly shaking my head right now. When I say put your shoes or steel toes on, it's my way of saying get settled, cut out any distractions, pay attention, and get ready to walk into the unfamiliar. But hey, if putting your kicks on will help you to stay focused and in peace during my share, go ahead and knock yourself out. Y'all ready? Let's go. Before we go, though, I want to give a shout-out to my girls, Kelly and Sarah. Thank you for being on the call. 
Um, have you ever, speaking of the call, have you ever got the call or a call that caused so much excitement that you didn't know what to do? So you started screaming! Or how about the call that made your stomach not up? Or what about the call that says, congratulations, all is well, no need to worry any further, etc." I actually decided to define the word call um, uh, using the Bing search. Um, it, it's defined as order or request the attendance of, for example, roll call. Remember back in the day when you were in, you were in school, Susie, here, Betty, here. Simon, present. Lil Ray Ray, yo, what's up with it? Or um, it's also defined as a cry made as to summon or attract someone's attention. For example, hey, are you listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth? Or get over here now. Or help. Or you are freaking amazing. I'm sorry, did I scare you? My bad. Or it's also defined as, we're talking about the word call. It's also defi defined as a phone call. Now, back in the day when people had telephones with a rotary or push-button dial, dial pad base connected by coiled, um, um, slightly thick wire to a rather large phone receiver. Uh, this telephone only works if it's connected to a phone jack by a, yet another slightly thick wire um, that was that that was in, that was connected to the wall. This device is what we use to contact or speak with the person next door in the next block, next neighborhood, next city, next state, or country. Today, we make and receive phone calls any and everywhere with our mobile devices. Now. We're going to take a, a quick detour, so don't get lost. People, listen, 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 Linda. It may not be logistically or socially appropriate to take the call, especially if you're going to have to engage back and forth in conversation, right? Like if you're in a public toilet, uh, if you're in the nail shop, the store, or the gym, et cetera. Can I tell you something? Everybody ain't interested in your conversation. At least I am not. And it's bad enough that you're talking in public about any and everything. Why on earth do you, well, not you, but maybe people you know, need to have the speaker on? Why does it have to be on speaker mode? Okay, thanks for letting me vent. Let me get back to the main highway. Another Dec uh, definition of the word call is a brief social visit. Yeah, really. Way back yonder, gentlemen ask permission to call on a young lady or a middle-aged lady, maybe even a senior lady, uh, who knows. If she accepted, it was common for a chaperone to be present as they visited with one another. As time progressed, Men still visited with women, but all chaperones got peak notices, y'all. They were fired. No benefits, nothing. Here, 
get out of here, you're gone. Today, it is common practice for men and women to show up unannounced at all hours of the night or day to participate in um, hmm, physical activities that do not require sneakers. Another definition, I got, I'm sorry, I got to take a laugh break. <laughs> that was funny to me. Okay. To give, another definition is of the word call, to give an animal or infant a name. I'm a fan of unique names, but might I suggest that you include a vowel in the spelling of the name, not just consonants. I've seen some names that have made me shake my head and not gingerly. Let's take a Tanya not, Tanya not Tanya detour to drill down a bit about um, infant names. I have a brand new three and a half week old granddaughter. Her name is Avani Love. It's common for people to say their newborns are beautiful. So I will join everybody else not because of commonality, but because my grandbaby really is adorably beautiful. One of the most consistent comments that people make when they first see her is that, oh my God, she looks like a little baby doll, including my dad, her 88-year-old grandfather. As I hold her in my arms while I feed, rock, or sit still with her, I take in as much of Avani as I can, not just because she's adorable, but I am amazed at what God created. Everything about her is so tiny and seemingly perfect. She has a head full of hair with a full set of bangs that nearly touch her eyebrows. She has makeshift sideburns behind and in front of her itty-bitty ears that nearly reach the bottom of her cheeks. And the hair in the in back of her head casts down her tiny little neck, reaching her shoulders. Her hair is literally long enough to style with barrettes, though they would probably slide right off since her hair is so straight and silky. When she is in her restful sleep mode, which is most of the time, with her tiny eyes, uh, and her tiny eyes are closed, you may catch a slight or broad smile. Uh, it, it melted my heart the other day when her daddy, my eldest son, sent me a video of him gently stroking her cheek with the back of his massive navy blue index finger that seemingly covered her entire cheek as he spoke to her in loving hushed tones, and she smiled at the sound of his voice. I immediately thought of the old wives' tale that when babies smile in their sleep, the angels are talking to them. Now, I don't know if this is factual, but my sanctified imagination goes into autopilot when I observe an, uh, any eye movement um, along with smiles or cooing while she sleeps. Again, I am not aware of any biblical proof of angel activity with infants during their sleep, but the thought that angels 
could be reassuring Avani that all is well, that she is loved by Father God, that noise that she heard, um, don't be afraid, baby, it's okay, or um, that her family and especially her Mima, that's me, I love her, is comforting. Or uh, imagining her sleep smiles are a result of God or the angels singing to her. Wait, did you know that God and the angels sing? Okay, okay, okay. It's okay if you didn't. The Lord, the Lord your God is with you. His power gives you victory. The Lord will take delight in you. And in his love, he will give you new life. He will sing and be joyful over you, as joyful as people at a festival. That's found in Zephaniah 3. 17 through 18a. Zephaniah is in the Old Testament. I need someone to please mute your line. You may have just joined the call. Please, please check. Look down at your phone, double check it, triple check it, and please press the mute feature on your phone. Thank you. Um, so that Zephaniah 317 through 18a is found in the Old Testament. Um, or I, my sanctified imagination imagines her sleep smiles are due to God or the angels reminding her of something funny. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Tanya. What, what, what do you mean remind her of? So I have a theory, um, and I've had it for several years, based in part in the old wives' tale that I mentioned above about uh, angels talking to babies when, they, when, they sm when we see them smiling in their sleep. However, the majority of my theory came from my sanctified imagination when I read Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5. Now, I'm going to read it in the King James Version, and I'm also going to read it in the Good News Translation. King James Version says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth, out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. The Good News Translation Version says it like this. The Lord said to me, I chose you before I gave you life, and before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nations. Now, we're going to put a pin in this, but I promise we're going to come back to this, okay? I want to I wanna finish um, this this information about my beautiful grandbaby so that it can make sense to you. When I observe Avani um, in, it, it, as she's sleeping, right, in those special moments when her eyes seem like they're dancing, or when I hear her sigh or slightly coo, uh, it's, it's then when I allow my sanctified imagination full access about the possible conversation God had with her before she left wherever she was before she was born. I am in no way implying that Avani, the prophet Jeremiah, or anyone else on earth or on this call, <laughs> excuse me, I am in no way implying that Avani, the prophet Jeremiah, or anyone else was on earth in any form before they were born. I do not believe in reincarnation. There is no biblical evidence 
of reincarnation. I believe in revelation that is obtained from the Holy Ghost as we read the Holy Scriptures, period. Don't worry. I'm going to tie it all together. Just hold on. And, again, I need you to double-check your phone to make sure you're on mute. There's one final call that I would like to discuss, and that is the call of salvation. The Bible says, for many are called, but few are chosen. That's Matthew 22:14. It is essential to understand that the call of salvation is the beginning, not the end. The call of salvation is for everyone, though everyone will not take the call or accept the call. In other words, when I said that the, the, the call, uh, is, it, it's, this call of salvation is not the beginning, what I'm saying is that we don't have it made <laughs> once we uh, accept the call of salvation, nor will we live a problem-free life because we accepted Christ as our personal Savior. Now, l- l- let, me, let, me, let me put a pin in this real quick. Joining the church is not the call of salvation. Being baptized without accepting Christ first is out of order. It does not mean that you have accepted the call of salvation. It just means that you went through a, a ceremony. You got wet and you got dried off and somebody shook your hand. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about accepting Christ as your personal Savior. Once we do that, there are processes to our spiritual growth and development, just as there are growth processes to baby Avani, to baby Ace, to little Nyla, and other babies. They all have to experience that. They can't stay newborns forever, and neither can you, man or woman of God that is on this call. If you're listening to me, if you're still a newborn and you accepted Christ as your personal Savior like 15 years ago, 15 months ago, there's a problem. But we can fix it right here on Declare Victory. We can help you with it. Apostle Paul said it best. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and and trembling. In other words, with reverence, with awe and respect to God. That's found in Philippians 2.12. Work? What you mean? Yeah, we got to work this thing out. Salvation is free, but there is a process, the work that we do in order to mature as believers. Again, there is work to be done, which includes additional calls. What? Yes. Keep listening. The call on or over our lives. Well, what you mean? The long-term assignment for which we were created for, the reason for our existence, our purpose, it is definitely tied into what we love to do. What comes naturally without formal training? What people ask us to do often? Uh, We do it almost effortlessly. Whatever that thing is, you are not just good at it, sweetie. It is a gift or a talent which God blessed you with, not just to make you, to allow you to create a living or um, to allow you to get exposure but that thing that God blessed you with, you better recognize that it, it, it is because and for the kingdom of God, whether it's directly or indirectly. Let me go on back to Avani so I can tie this all together. 
Sometimes in my sanctified imagination, as her eyes dance from dreaming or as she smiles in her sleep, I wonder if she is being reminded of her assignment here on earth, her call, not necessarily the call of salvation, but her purpose for being born, according to Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5 that I read to you. See, based upon that scripture, I am assured that I have purpose. I am assured that you, yes, you, I'm talking to you. I'm assured that you have purpose. I'm assured that she has purpose. We have a purpose. We have a call. Sometimes in my sanctified imagination, I wonder if she is watching her future, which is already God's past. Did you get that? Let me say it again. Because I want to make sure that you get it. I said in my sanctified imagination, I wonder if she is watching her future, which is already God's path. I wonder if God is giving her glimpse a glimpse of the assignments that she has, right? It's God's past because he already created it. It's her future because she hasn't experienced it yet. But I wonder in my sanctified imagination that she's getting a glimpse of something that she experienced that scared her. And so in her, in her sleep, she cries out. Or in her sleep, she smiles. Or in her sleep, she sighs, or in her sleep, she laughs. I wonder in my sanctified imagination if she's seeing her future, which is already God's past. Again, as I watch this precious little innocent baby that has stolen my heart, I cannot help but to wonder what her instructions were what her assignment is, what the call is on her life, and what role do I play as her grandmother, her Mima, in helping her to discover it. Yes, I play a role. The Bible says, in the same way, instruct the older women to behave as women should who live a holy life. They must not be slanderers or slaves to wine. In other words, they can't be turning up, getting drunk all the time. They must teach what is good in order to train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, and to be good housewives who submit themselves to their husbands so that no one will speak evil of the message that comes from God. That's found in Titus 2, 4 through 5. I know some of y'all had a moment. Ladies, it's going to be okay. I can't talk about it too much now because I'll run out of time. But trust and understand that we are called to teach older women, are called to teach younger women um, so that they can um, understand how to live this life and how to live life out um, um, the way that God ordained it, not just the way that we want to. Now, I want to jump back to the, I told you that I I wanted to put a pin in that scripture, um, Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5. Now, let's take the pin out. Let's go back to it. And let me break it down as I get ready to conclude. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5 says, The Lord said to me, 
I chose you before I gave you life. And before you were born, I selected you to be a prophet to the nation. Now, again, I do not believe that God had um, intended this scripture to just be a, a conversation between between he, somebody, please mute your line. Please mute your line. Thank you so much. I do not believe that this is just for Jeremiah's understanding. I believe that this scripture is in place for us to take it as a model, as an understanding that we are called, that we have a purpose, that God chose us, that he gave us life for a specific purpose. That may not be a prophet to the nations, but you certainly have purpose. Again, this scripture is not exclusive to the young prophet Jeremiah. It is inclusive to mankind. Not that we are all called to be prophets, but that he knows us all and has a customized plan or call for each of us. The question is, will you pursue, uh, will you pursue God and accept it and accept him? I believe that plan takes into consideration, listen to me, every accomplishment, um, every success we've attained, as well as every failure, hopeless moments, mistakes, etc. Why would you say that, Tanya? How on earth could the rape, molestation, domestic violence, addiction, incestuous activity, multiple baby mama, baby daddy drama, divorce, self-sabotage, incarceration, depression, nervous breakdown, bankruptcy, you name it. How could it possibly have any good to it? How could you say that to me, Tanya? I know it, and I trust that that's true for you based upon God's word, which says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Don't worry, baby. It's going to be all right. Sit in it for a minute. Say lie. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's going to be okay. Breathe in again. And breathe out. Literally, I want you to take a deep breath. Now exhale. Let me clarify something. When things happen that are completely out of our control, that is, we didn't cause it, it had nothing to do with what we did, I want you to understand God is in control. When things happen because of our stupidity, our selfishness, our stubbornness, our ego, whatever noun you want to use to fill in the blank. There are consequences, but I want you to know God is in control. You see, he could have allowed the situation to be worse than you fill in the blank. Up to and including allowing you to die in that state, but he didn't. You are still here because you have purpose to fulfill. And hopefully you learned a valuable lesson from that experience. And you can take that experience and allow it, hopefully, to make you stronger, wiser, better, not bitter. Listen. Listen to me. Are you listening? Stop blaming yourself. Stop 
blaming those around you. Stop blaming God. You survived. Now it's time to learn how to thrive as a result of it. Now it's time to take the pain and turn it into purpose. Regardless of what or why, the point is that God is in control. We do not. Let me, let me say this. Not only is God in control, but he loves you and he trusted you with that thing. Oh, my God. He trusted you. Sweetie, he knew that you would be able to handle it. Now, you may not have it all together as a result of the things that have happened, and you may still be trying to figure some stuff out. I want to say to you, keep going. Don't stop. Keep searching. Keep looking. Keep showing up here, and I guarantee you, as long as your heart and your mind is open, you're going to put the pieces together. Now, listen, we do not and will not ever know God's thought related to our lives, not completely. Um, the Bible says, how great are God's riches, how deep are his wisdom and knowledge. Who can explain his decisions? Who can understand his ways? As the scripture says, who knows the mind of the Lord? Who is able to give him advice? Who has ever given him anything so that he had to pay it back? For all things were created by him and all things exist through him and for him. To God be the glory forever. Amen. Romans 11, 3, excuse me, Romans eleven thirty three through 36. That's in the Good News Translation. One more. My thoughts, says the Lord, are not like yours, and my ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and thoughts above yours. Out of, of our lives, he may only reveal bits and pieces because we only have capacity for that amount of information at that time. Let me let me say it one more time. Let me slow down. I got excited. I want to say the scripture one more time. My thoughts, says the Lord, are not like yours, and my ways are different from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways and thoughts above yours. See, those thoughts uh, about our lives, um, um, he can't reveal, I don't believe, he can reveal them all to us. I think he has to reveal them to us in bits and pieces because we don't have the capacity to be able to handle all of the information at one time. Now, that scripture that I just read was Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. Just as God had a specific call or purpose for Jeremiah, he has one for you as well as every other human being. However, accepting the plan or the call is optional. He will not impose his will on you or anyone else. He may turn up the heat <laughs> and allow some some very uncomfortable situations to get your attention, but he will never, ever, ever, ever force you to obey his will. There is also a call or for a, uh, a purpose for a specific assignment, which will last for a certain time period. For example, an assignment or a call to mentor someone or to support someone with resources or, um, the, um, uh, you know, they, the, the list and the examples are too vast to list. But understand, there are assignments that God trusts us with. We have to be open to and, and understand and learn 
the voice of God. We have to train our ears to hear the voice of God, which I can't go into detail right now. Maybe we can talk about a little bit more in Love, Life, and Victory if you need clarity on that. But in order to, to we, have, we have to be in position to hear the voice of God so that when he gives us assignments, assignments that are generally temporary, right, we'll know what they are, right? So what do you mean assignments, Tanya? God has God can do anything he wants to do, but generally God will not, not um, impose his will in um, his super, how do I put it? He will not generally impose the natural order, natural law, in order to get something to us or accomplish something through us, right? Generally, God works through people to accomplish his will. So, so in other words, <laughs> let me put it to you like this. Um, I went into Starbucks one day and I found $40 on the ground. Like it was literally on the, it was two $20 bills. And I didn't have any money that day. I, I had a little bit of money, but I toyed back and forth. Ah, should I really spend this money to go to Starbucks and pay $4 and whatever it is, you know, for my favorite drink? Or, you know, should I just save this little $4 and some change and, and you know, just go on home or whatever? And the Lord said, girl, if you don't stop it, go on in there. Li- literally, like he was like, girl, go on in there and get your drink. So I went inside Starbucks, literally, there were two $20 bills next to the foot of a man and another man that were just in front of me placing their order. I was like, oh, my God, like, do you see that money? Like, he almost stood on top of it. Well, it ain't my responsibility to tell him it's $40 down at your foot. That ain't my responsibility. I said, God, if this man leave here. I will know. That's my money. Honey, he completed his order, turned around and talked to me and left. I swooped that $40, excuse me, $40 up so quick you would have thought that lightning struck. At any rate, somebody, God didn't drop that $40 down from heaven. Somebody, somebody somewhere, it could have been that man, dropped that $40, but they dropped it just in enough time for me to find it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God uses people generally to accomplish his will in our lives. Diane, get ready. I'm getting ready to hand it off to you. Let me close with this. You are not an accident. Everything about you was created for a reason that you may never discover. God created you to be uniquely you because only you can accomplish what he has designed or called you for. Um, I pray that something was said that caused you to think cause you to examine yourself so that you can discover the call as I turn it over to Diane. Father God, we thank you this morning for Tanya and her share on the call. God, you have given each of us a call, oh God, all the teaching that you have done, Lord God. Now it's time that we make a decision, Lord God, to whether to answer the call or not, but the choice we make, we must suffer the consequences. So God, I thank you this morning for being the sovereign God you are. You are holy, and you call us to be a holy people. God, I thank you this morning that you are my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And I want for nothing. I lack nothing. God, I thank you for being our daddy. I thank you, God, that you've given us everything. I thank you, Jehovah Raha, our shepherd, 
for giving us everything that we need. You said to open the book, to learn, to read, to do what thus says the Lord. So, God, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for your call. I thank you for your instruction that you have placed on the inside of us. God, I just give you praise this morning, for there is none like you. You are the incomparable God. God, there is none that can compare to you. There is none, Lord God, that can snatch us out of your hand. God, I thank you this morning that you are the sovereign God who sits high but look low. You are the God who watches over our soul. God, and you said to obey him who watches over our soul. God, let us walk in obedience this morning to the call. Let us walk in obedience, oh God, to the call of your word, Lord God. God, you said there are two gates, the wide gate and the narrow gate. Many travel the wide gate, Lord God, and few travel the narrow gate. But, God, the narrow gate that is hard. But, God, you said there is nothing too hard for you, God, that you can do anything, Lord God, if we just trust you and walk through the narrow gate, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. For, God, you have laid down your life that we all may have life and have it more abundantly. God, I don't take your redemption light, Lord God. For, God, you said in your word, God, you said that each one of us has been given at least one gift, God. God, you said in 1 Corinthians, Lord God, 2.14, every Christian has received at least one gift. God, you gave us that gift to build up the body, not just to walk around with it, not just to put it up on a shelf, but, God, to live it, to to live it, Lord God, to apply it to our life, to teach it to others, oh, God, to help us grow into maturity of you, oh, God, God, to be more like you. So, God, I thank you and praise you for this day, Lord God. I thank and praise you that I'm, that we're walking and talking, that we're moving our limbs. It's all because of you, Lord God. And I thank you that we were not consumed in our sleep, Lord God, but we have another chance of opportunity, another chance of possibilities, Lord God another chance of your great mercy, Lord God, to do what thus says the Lord and do it to perfection that you have given us. So, God, I thank you this morning for that message from Tanya. And I welcome Kelly and Sarah, Lord God, the new callers, Lord God. And I lift up Lisa, Lord God, Lisa Adams. Whatever she's going through, God, you are bigger than anything that she could ever fathom or think of, Lord God. You are bigger than anything that comes up in our life. There is nothing or no one more powerful than our God. God, I thank you this morning for your unconditional love. I thank you for your outstretched hand. God, I thank you for all that you have poured into us on this call, all that you're doing in the lives of those who teach every day. God, I pray that you replenish them for all that they have poured out. 
God, I can't thank you enough. If I had 10,000 tongues, God, you are great and greatly to be praised. God, you said you inhabit the praises of your people. So if we take a fold of a mute and give God the praise that he deserves, for he is a holy God. He is the God of life. He is the God of mercy. He is the God of
you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are, God. Oh, God, we can call upon you for everything, God. We are nothing without you, God. Oh, God, we bless your name, God. And your word says, Lord, that I consider my presence so great. And that can be considered for the glory to be revealed within me. You are we wait upon your glory, God. We depend upon you, God, for everything, Lord God. Lord, show us the parts of our hearts that are not like you, Lord God. The needs to know you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we need you. Oh, God, we need you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for allowing me to call you my friend. God, hallelujah. Thank you for allowing me to call you my father. Abba, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for allowing me to call upon you in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for calling me, Lord God. Thank you, God, for calling us out of the muck and mire, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for who you are, God. I call you friend, Jesus. Hallelujah. I call you Savior, mighty, mighty, mighty. Hallelujah. Glory, oh, glory. Hallelujah. God, we call you holy. We call you holy. We call you, God. We call you, God. We bless your name this morning, God. We need you, God, in our lives, God. Right now. Lord God, we thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Lord God, we thank you for who you always were, Lord God. And we thank you for who you will be, God. Do we stand upon your word, Lord God? Rooted in our spirits, Lord God. We call you friend. God, we call you Savior. God, we call you mighty, mighty, mighty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name this morning. We call you, Thank you, Lord God. We call you out, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you for this time of prayer, Lord God, as I pass the call back to Tanya. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Diane. Um, before we get started into the love, life, and victory portion of the call, and for um, uh, any new callers, uh, what that means is we're just going to discuss what was shared this morning. It's your time to, if you have a question, um, or even if you want to make a comment, or you want to add to, or if you want to share, you know, you had a, a God moment, and, and it's like, oh my God, the light came on, I did it, or whatever. Um, this is this will be your opportunity to do so. So um, let me let me say how that's going to go. But before we do that, we're going to allow people to say um, if you called in late. We're going to allow people to um, to greet this morning. However, if you do want to make a comment, you, obviously you need to take your phone off mute. Um, uh, but if you're in a noisy area, you might want to wait till you get to a more quiet area so that we'll be able to hear you. And if you would please state your name so that I'll know who I'm talking to, that would be really really helpful. Even if you think I know your voice, go ahead and state, state your name and then make your comment. Um, and because we're on a call um, and we only have a limited amount of time, we can't go in an ex we can't engage in an ex in extended dialogue. But you can absolutely answer um, ask your question. I'll do my best to answer it. And if I don't know the answer, I'm a <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I don't know. So before we do that, I want to open the call. If there are any of our brothers that are on the call, we're gonna extend it to them first. If you'd like to say good morning. Now is your opportunity. To, oh, I'm sorry, not the not the good morning. But if you are you joined the call late and you want to say good morning, now is your opportunity to do so. Good morning. Yo, what's up, Big Sis? Hey, Eric. Good morning, Victory family. God bless you all this morning. Hey, brother Jeff. Good morning. 
Thank you so much, Tanya. This is Sister Carolyn. Good morning. Thank you. Glad to hear your plan. God bless you. God bless you, too. Good morning, TT Tan. It's Rocky. Are y'all still stuck, y'all? <laughs> Good morning, okay. Tanya. It's Demetriana. Hello, Demetriana. Good morning, beautiful people. This is Ruth. Hey, Ruth, with your fish cooking stuff. Good morning. This is Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Good morning. It's Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Good morning, Delivered Demetra. Hey, Delivered Demetra. Good morning, this is Kiana. Hi, Karen. All right. Um, we are. I don't have a bunch of questions. I um, would like to open the call. If anyone has again a question a comment, you want to share a God moment that you had, an experience that you had. Um, Within the context of this heart share, um, now is your opportunity to do so. And after you make your comment, please remember to put your phone back on mute. The floor is open. The call is open. Good morning. This is Natasha. Hi, Natasha. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I'm blessed and a wonderful share. And I really um, was just slow getting to my phone and getting it off mute to say hello. <laughs> but okay. it was a wonderful share. I appreciate it. Y'all have a playlist. Okay. Anyone else? Well, hello, this is Kelly. Kelly, hey, Kelly. Hi. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me to this. And I, I was really blessed this morning of just being reminded of no matter what we go through, there is purpose. And 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 we have to remember just to turn, even if it's bad, uh, if we're going through hard times, we have to turn it into our purpose. Um, I thought it was beautiful this morning. Awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and on that note, you guys, um, I, I know it's hard to imagine, but like it, 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 sometimes the things, the unpleasant things that we experience, um, it's hard to imagine that God would allow certain things. But, you know, when I look, let me use this as an example. I went through something with my family, um, I guess maybe about five years ago now, um, that was devastating, my extended family. It was devastating. I mean, it, it like shook me to my core um, and it caused me to, had, had I been a little weaker, I would have left the church. I, wouldn't, I would not have anything to do with anybody's church today. Like it was that devastating. And so um, I, I've, I always loved God. I knew it didn't have anything to do with God. It's people, um, right? And so um, had I not experienced that because I'm uh, yeah, had I not experienced that, I guarantee I would not be 
who I, I would not be the great, let me, let me change it, honey. I would not be the great person that I am now. Oh, she arrogant. No, I'm not. I'm confident. There's a difference. I would not, I would not have experienced the level of maturity because I grew so much in that time period of when I went through that um, because it forced me to my needs. It forced me to ask God questions of why. And it forced me to examine myself. It forced me to fast more. It forced me to pray more. It forced me to study the scriptures in a way that I had not done before. When my son was diagnosed with stage four cancer, um, I was shell-shocked. I was stressed out. I didn't even really know that I was stressed out, but I was. I got down to a size four. I'm not a big girl, but like I got down to a size four without even, in a matter of probably a few weeks. I I lost so much weight that Dion was like, Tanya, what's wrong? Not just Dion, but everybody else. I didn't think anything was wrong. I just, I didn't have an appetite. But going through that with him, um, uh, again, it grew me up in such a way. uh, And it forced me, again, to my knees. Sometimes, sometimes things happen because God just wants to spend time with us. Sometimes, now I won't pretend to know the mind of God. Remember, I read you that scripture, but my experience um, tells me, or I guess maybe this might be a good time to use my sanctified imagination. Um, Sometimes I even believe that God allows us to go through things just so other people can see it and see how we overcome it so that it gives them courage to know if they can make it through that, so can I, right? Um, if we become example, the Bible says we are living epistles. That means we are, we are living, walking, living, breathing examples of how we can overcome. Um, secondly, and then I'll open it up again. Secondly, we have to understand that as we are believers, Right, we we are we call, we are believers. We are born again believers. What? Why are we believers? We are believers because in order to accept Christ as our per, personal Savior, we have to believe the Word. Believe believe that He died. Believe that He was crucified. That He died. That He was resurrected. Because we don't have any. We didn't see it, so we have to believe it. No different than you have to believe when you get in your vehicle or you get on uh, get in public transportation, whether you're flying on an airplane. Good trip, guys. I love you. I'll be praying for you. By the way. Um, whether you are on your way to a destination by whatever means of transportation, when you get in, when you purchase your ticket, you have the faith in the system, in the company. You have the faith you paid your money that when you show up at the airport or the train station or the bus station, when you show up that, um, you know, you're going to be able to board whatever vehicle mode of transportation. You, you have faith in the system right? And you have faith in whoever it is that is operating the vehicle to get you from destination A to destination B and to get you back. Don't tell me you don't have faith. We exercise faith every single day, right? You exercise faith when you called in this morning. You expected that somebody was going to be on the phone and somebody was going to give you a word or something was going to happen. You expect, you had an expectation. So it's the same with it's not quite, the, it's the same principle when it comes down to kingdom living. We can have faith in all these other things, but when it comes down to God, sometimes we don't believe as much. Sometimes we, um, we're, we're skeptical or we're, or we're doubtful because it's so different from the natural realm. 
in the natural realm, there are repercussions if you pay your money and you don't uh, you don't get what you um, paid for. You can do something about that legally, right? But God is not like man. The kingdom realm, the the spiritual realm, is not like the natural realm. It's completely opposite. Like some stuff is just like we'll we'll never know. That's where faith, that's where belief comes into play. That's why we're called believers. I don't know it. I don't understand it. But I believe God's word, which says, now we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are the called. You are the called out body of Christ. Okay. Anybody have a question? Comment. Yeah. Yeah. It's your sister. Good morning. Thank you for that. Hey, girl. Right on time. Oh, my goodness. The things um, out of our control, the stuff that God allowed, and, and I have really learned that when Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us, to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. There are things that, could you imagine if God really did like show us what was to come? We'd all be... Um, more crazy than some of us are, I appreciate you for reminding us to turn our pain into purpose because no matter what we are going through, we have to count it all joy. And instead of complaining about the bad, we have to just simply praise God that it wasn't as bad as it could have been, that we may have totaled a car, but we're here. You know, whatever that situation is, so what you lost the job, and I'm not saying so what to take it lightly, but the fact that Jehovah Jireh has still provided. Some of us may have been unemployed, misplaced, homeless, or whatever you said. You mentioned the bankruptcy. All of that is true. But the fact that that thing, whatever it is, did not take us out of here, the, um, didn't lose our minds, we're still in our right minds, that's just enough to praise him. So I just appreciate you, sis, for how you broke it down because he really does. And I'm going to use my brother Jay Moss. I would sing, but um, I don't really sing good in chapter eight. But just when he says he loves us through our good and in our bad, I'm just so grateful that through all of it, that we know that Romans 8 and 28 is what it is. We can't just repeat it and memorize that, but we have to believe it. So thank you, sis, for just this word on this morning. It really blessed me and I love you to life. So thank you for who you are and thank you for just, um, really walking out loud because who you are is who you are. You don't front, you know what I mean? So I'm just grateful that I know you and I'm able to grow watching you. I love you. Thank you, Dee Dee. I love you more. Anybody else? Let's talk about how you turn purpose into pain. That might be a question for somebody. You can't get off mute and ask it, or maybe you might be embarrassed to ask you. Let Let me tell you this. This is a safe zone. Nobody cares about your business. We just we don't care about where you were yesterday, last night. We care about where you're going. And if you want to go someplace, if you want to get past whatever your challenges are, that's what we we care about, um, which is why we can be so authentic, which is why um, I'm willing to live my life out loud so you can avoid some of the some 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 of the pitfalls, or you can you can at least be aware of them. Some of the pitfalls again are a part of your are a part of your purpose. Uh, somebody is off mute. Did you want to say something? Okay, so let's talk about turning purpose into pain. Can somebody who has actually done that, um, can somebody um, give an example of what that looks like for you? Anybody willing to share? Turning purpose into pain. I mean, turning pain into purpose. 
It's Dee again. I'll just say that for me, the pain of um, being employed for 30 years and thinking that that was my 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 source, you know, not because I started when I was 17, so I never saw anything out of that. So at 47, you know, being forced to retire, the initial uh, feeling was pain because I was like, Lord, what am I going to do when I'll be honest? Fear and anxiety um, set in. But being able to 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 see that it's three years later and I, I'm still standing and that through them forcing me out, <laughs> um, I've opened up, well, God's opened up other areas. So now my purpose is I'm able to, and didn't even see it, working with, um, having to keep those babies, I thought here's just something else, but it's actually opened up my my purpose, I guess, and the pain has turned to purpose because now I'm actually working at a preschool um, and, and going to um, really go into that realm and so just being in place. So I'm just grateful that that pain, because it was painful because it really was scary when you know you have a certain income coming in, you, you know, so that part for me, it really did, um, it really did work for my good. So all things work. Thank you, sis. That's it. Thank you, Didi. Anybody else? How do you turn perp how do you change excuse me pain into purpose? What steps did you take to turn pain into purpose? What stands out for you? Hi, Tanya, this is Kelly um again. For me with various things that I've gone through, for me just tr- first getting quiet and being brave enough and having or having the courage to ask God what is this that what am i supposed to learn what do i need to do and then being just open to what uh what god is 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 giving me and just trying to walk through that um whether it's been the remember the death of my father him dying young i could not understand you know i just couldn't understand that but then watching how god has used me um in various situations uh, of, of people's parents dying young from cancer or whatever, and how I've been able to share and minister, or whether it was my daughter when she was younger going through things and um, just being able to turn that around and see the growth of her and then being able to uh, be honest and open, as you say, live out loud, not be ashamed and just and talk about whatever it is that whether I go through or or whatever it's, it, it has been, just being willing to share that and then allow God to truly order my steps. And, and that, that's what it is for me. Kelly, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you. Anybody else? How, do you, how did you turn your pain into purpose? And you know what? Or how about you didn't even realize that's what you were doing and you kind of God kind of guided you or led you along the way and you realize you're not bitter, you're better now? How about that one, if you're not quite sure of the steps? Hey, Tan, good morning. It's Yolandra. Hi, Yolandra. Good morning. Thank you for your share. So um, I was having some issues on my job and there were a group of people who – I, my, my vantage point were like against me. And, um, this one young man, um, was one of those people. Um, so after I got through the storm and I say, I, but it's never me, it's always God. 
after I got to the store, I made a conscious decision to be kind to him, right? To be, to speak to him and, you know, just be kind to him. And um, I noticed our relationship started to change. Um, he's of a different faith. But when I uh, walked in the front door yesterday, he followed right behind me and he said, I need you to pray for me. And I looked at him, right? And and I prayed for him and he shared for me shared with me what was going on with him. And we held hands and I asked him if he believed in Jesus Christ, he does, what have you. And God allowed me to minister and pray for him, right? And for me it was like it was like, Wow, God, because this is a person who was against me, right? Um but I didn't allow, and, and that was painful, right, that I felt these people were against me. He was one of them. Um, and God allowed me to minister to him and to pray for him. Then I gave him a book of, uh, I have a little book called God's Promises, and it has all kinds of verses in there that are God's Promises. And I gave him that book to read. You read on this, you know, you read this throughout, throughout the day. And I just, um, I was just grateful that that happened for me at work of all, of all places, one of the most important places, right? So I believe that's a way that I turn my pain um, into purpose for God. Thanks. That's pretty huge, Alondra. It takes a grown-up to do that. Can you imagine if the, the scenario would have been different? Um, you made a decision to become vocal, became um, became a sister from the hood, started cussing people out, um, started giving them major attitude, all the whole nine. Can you imagine? Um, could you imagine that young man asking you to pray for him? No, he probably wouldn't. You probably would have got fired. But look what you did. You exercised self-control. I'm sure you prayed about it and asked God to give you direction. Uh, and you humbled yourself. <clears throat> you you made a decision to humble yourself, and that's a that's a hard thing for some people. They don't want to humble themselves. They want to be right. And being right might be right, but, like, what price are you willing to pay to be right? Being right can be really expensive. Okay, Sarah, thank you so much, babe. Um, so so it's important that we – Kelly said it really good. She got quiet. I believe that God speaks to us far more than we acknowledge. It's just that we're so busy. I don't have anything against social media, but social media, I believe, was designed to keep us distracted, not just from uh, maintaining a relationship with God or um, studying or going back to school or spending time with our children, you know, like it is a major distraction. Even for our little babies, we hand them the phone instead of interacting with them, reading to them, talking to them, and so on and so forth. They have the phone all the time just to keep them quiet so you can do what you need to do or so you can be on the phone, right? Um, but, um, and there's nothing wrong with social media. But, but to, if it consumes you and it takes away time that you could spend studying the word, even if it's only for 20 minutes, prayer, read your word, meditate on what you read, and then go on and, sit, you know, spend the rest. But we, we, we just don't have time for God like, like we used to, and it's a distraction. And it, and it, and it, 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 it the, 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 the being engaged in other, anything outside of, and I'm not saying you got to be walking and praying and, and uh, you know, 
speaking in tongues and, you know, all day, 24-7. That's unrealistic. That would be out of balance. You probably will find yourself in a padded cell. However, we got to have some balance in our lives, and we got to be in a position where we learn to hear from God. And that's one of the things that I was going to talk about, how we hear from God, because that's part of turning your pain into purpose. Here's a tip. When, you, when the thing happens, you know, try not to freak out. But, but it's so major, Tanya, how I, you know, like it catch me off guard. If you prepare yourself um, through the word of God, something as script simple as, a powerful, and as powerful as Romans 8.28, knowing this, that all, thing, all things, A-L-L, that means everything, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose, according to his plan, according to the design for his life. So if we could immediately remember that scripture, that will help to settle us. It will help us to recalibrate. Because after all, we are human. Things are going to affect us that are going to make us sad, that are going to make us angry, that um, will make us feel almost hopeless. But our hope is not in the thing. Our hope is in Christ Jesus. So, well, but I, you know, I, if you, but what, I don't know the Bible. I don't know, but listen, Google it. This is the Google search. Bible verse on hope. Bible verse on faith. Bible verse on the call. Just that Google will give you some scriptures. <clears throat> Worst case scenario, post something in the victory room and ask the question. And by the way, Sarah and Kelly, if you're still on the line, I'd, I'd love to add you to the Victory Room on Facebook, or I, I may not do it. So I might ask somebody else to do it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not there yet. But um, I may go on just to add you to the Victory Room so you can be a part of the, a part of the family. Um, so anyway, that's part of it. getting somewhere and getting quiet. Go find quiet and listen. Turn the phone off. Not on vibrate. Turn the phone off. Find a quiet place, even if it means going in the bathroom and putting your earbuds on or going outside in your car or going for a walk. Find some quiet and listen. God, what are you saying to me in this thing? Anybody else have a comment? That's one point. Anybody else have something they want to air, uh, add to this? Sister Tan, this is, yes. this is Natasha again. So I, um, I'm reading, I just finished reading this um, Bible plan um, by uh, T.D. Jakes, and it was, the crushing that God turns your pressure into power. And you asking about turning the pain into purpose, and I'm still in my process. But what I love about um, this is that it uses the analogy of winemaking in the fermentation process. And everything that I just read, you are confirming and what you're saying, because uh, one of the analogies I really loved was a quote that said, God cannot ferment my fruit into his wine for maximum potency without the willingness to relinquish it to his wine press. And sometimes we have to go through the, the crushing, but it's not the end. And, and and one of the things about fermentation is that it happens in the dark. And sometimes that we have to um, perfect our God-given talents in the dark. But after being crushed, that, that process of fermentation is the stillness and the transition that we need to get ready for the next stage. And so my big takeaway from all that was that the pain of being crushed is a necessary part of our process of growth 
and ascension. And it's during those times that we need to lean into God's word like never before. At least that's what it said to me. And that God didn't bring us this far to forsake us. And he wants us to get to know him like never before. And our pain gives us an opportunity to do that, to, to be still, to be quiet, and to grow closer to him. So thank you for your words and your confirmation and just the, the, the um, reaffirmation of what what we need to do to get through these difficult times in our life and hopefully get to the point where we're not leaning in just because we're having difficult times, but at all times we're making the time to, to be with God and get to know him in ways that we haven't before. So thank you. Wow, Natasha, that was amazing. You'll, you'll, you'll discover here at Declare Victory, we have our own verbiage. We could do that. We have, <laughs> because we are Declare Victory. But listen, wine is fermented in the dark. That would preach. What do you mean in the dark? You know, sometimes when you're in pain, um, it feels like you're alone, that nobody can understand what you're going through, that, um, you know, uh, nobody, nobody, uh, you know, nobody else has experienced it. You feel alone. We got to be careful with that because um, what can happen is we can get tricked, manipulated, bamboozled into isolating. And in that isolation, we can find ourselves um, becoming anxious or depressed. We got to be careful. We got to be careful that we that we keep our guards up, that we guard our heart with due diligence, our heart meaning even our, our, our very soul, the things that come into our mind, right? We've got to be careful of that. Secondly, you are not the only person that has faced this situation. I think it's 2 Corinthians 10 and 13, or it might be, or 17, or it might be 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, or 10 and 17. But at any rate, it says there is no temptation that is common unto man, or that is not common unto man. Um, but with uh, but but God will make a way of escape, and so and I'm, 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 I'm I know I probably didn't quote it word for word, but in other words, um, there is nothing new under the sun. You are not the only person that has gone through um, what you're going through. The dynamics might be a little bit different, but trust me, somebody else has faced the very same situation, um, and every situation that we face, it may seem like. Um, we might drown or we'll never get past it or through it or whatever, but God will make a way out for us. He will create an escape exit for us to get us out of that situation and to relieve us from that situation. We just need to make sure that we don't do so prematurely because we may not have fully fermented. We ferment wine, the grapes ferment in the dark. Yeah, you don't want to be no sour wine. You want to be just right. Anybody else? Man, Natasha, that was good. Anybody else? Okay, I gave you two points. One was um, find quiet. The other one was um, search the scriptures about what you're experiencing. And if you don't know where to look, Google it. Another thing is to examine yourself. Is this something that I caused? Take a moment and have a conversation with yourself. What happened here? I mean, have an authentic conversation with yourself. Am I the reason for this? You might have to have an authentic conversation with your accountability partner. This happened, A, B, C, D, F, G, L, and M. Then we went back to, to, to F, right? Um, oh, did I blow it? I've done that I, with my accountability partner. Did I blow it? And 
sometimes the answer is yes. Oh, man, I got to go back and fix it. My heart feels bad, right? It's something that I caused. Other times it has been there is nothing that you did. There's nothing that you did. Then I realized that this is an assignment that I've got to go through and that I've got to, I've got to pass it because I don't want to repeat it. Anybody else? So three things. Find quiet. Search the scriptures for what you're experiencing or what you need. It's peace or joy or, you know, um, patience or whatever. Examine yourself. Is this something that you cause? Because if it's something that you cause, you got to make it right. Yeah, that part. It's not something that you cause. And there's still a lesson in it, though. There's still a lesson in that, even if you caused it. Make sure you don't miss the lesson. If it's not something that you cause, you absolutely know from Jump Street that it is a God-ordained allowance of a particular thing, even if it's uncomfortable and painful, right? At that point, immediately begin to activate those scriptures. Even when you find the word, what do you do with it? You read it. You meditate on it. Um, you read it constantly. You meditate on it constantly. And you stay before the Lord, not complaining about it, but worshiping him. They lie. Mm-hmm. Worshiping. Tanya, how in the world do I worship in the middle of all of this? You make a choice, sweetie. You decide. You can worship the thing and the, the situation that happened. What do you mean by that? Constantly giving it attention constantly turning it over in your mind about how it shoulda, coulda, woulda, um, which invites the committee to show up, the committee the, com- <laughs> the committee of doubt, the committee of blame. You know, they just show up and throw a party and they will turn up and stay there a while. Even when you try to evict them, you can't. You got to evict them with prayer and fasting. That's a whole other subject. But understanding, going back to the word, there's a purpose in this. Help me, God. Um, uh, I worship you because you're amazing. I give you glory. Uh huh. This is the worship. I give you glory. I don't understand what's happening right now. I have no clue what to do. I think I'm listening, but I'll, I'm not, I ain't heard nothing yet. Are you there? Can you hear me? Hello, God, are you there? Like whatever comes to your heart, but you absolutely do not want to complain. Speak to him about how great he is. Speak to your situation. How about this one? Here's another one. Speak to your situation about how great God is. If it's finances, hey, finances. The Bible says that I'm above and not beneath and that I'll be a lender and not a borrower. Hey, finances, I ain't going to worry about you today. Mm -mm, I'm not doing it. The next time you show up, I'm going to give you a douse of the word. The promises of God are yes and amen. See, that's why it's important to read the Bible. Because it's full of promises that you can use to combat your situation. I'll stop. Anybody else have anything? Okay. All right. Well, guess what? I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Um, I thank you guys for listening. I pray that you are, um, that you position yourself today to think about some of the things that really stood up for you, like it, it resonated with you. It, maybe it made the hair on the back of your neck stand up or hair, the hair on your arms stand up or it made you go, hmm, 
think about it like that, right? I want think about it. Um, find out what is your call? Why are you here? Why do you love to do that? Are you all? Why are you always doing this thing? Like, what's your call, God? What's your plan for my life? How do I execute it? Thank you for giving me a strategy to execute it. If you're in the middle of trying to get your footing because of a um, something major that has happened, listen, you can continue to nurse that thing and be depressed and angry and become bitter. It's a choice. Or you can make a choice to turn that pain into purpose by using some of the steps that we talked about this morning. You can make a choice to be better. It's a decision. That's all, that's all it is. It's not magic. And trust me, it's going to take some work. But it takes just as much work to be negative and get yourself all into a funk and be so nasty that don't nobody want to be around you. Like your whole persona change. You give off this funky vibe. Ooh, what's wrong with her? Anyway, I love you guys and I, and I appreciate you. And I pray that. So I'm just going to pray for you. Father, we thank you for your word that went forth this morning. We thank you for everybody, every listener that is under the sound of my voice, whether they are listening live or they are listening to the recording. We ask God that you would help them to remember the information that was shared that pertains to them. In order for them to make the effort to get to purpose, We've, late, we've wasted a lot of time, and we're not getting any younger, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give us a mind to get to purpose. And then when we get there, that it, we don't complain about it, but we question you as to how we can execute and operate in this purpose um, with excellence, understanding and knowing that we are your ambassadors. We are your representatives. People are looking at us, whether we think so or not. People are watching our lives and wondering if there really is something to this God that she talks about sometimes or this, this God that's on her bumper sticker. So we make a choice not to uh, participate in road rage or flip people off or give them the bird um, or say choice words to them. We make a decision to slow down and allow them to go in front of us. We make a decision to give a smile um, when somebody is nasty or curt with us. Uh, we make a decision to invest time in those babies that are in our lives. I pray a special blessing over Dee Dee, who has been blessed to be in a position to speak life into the babies that come into her purpose, into her presence. She's not just there to earn a living. None of us are where we are just to earn a living. We are there to do ministry. We just get fringe benefits. Thank you, Father, for the benefit and the benefits that you give us. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and give thanks. Amen, amen. Listen, have a great day. Uh, if, you want, if you're a woman and you want to join the call tonight, walk it out. I believe it's, it's the same telephone number. I know that for sure. I believe it's at 6 p.m. Um, and it's hosted by an amazing, some amazing women. <laughs> Uh, a forum that is similar to this. If you don't want to call back tonight, uh, you can absolutely um, you can absolutely call back tomorrow. We are here Monday through Saturday. 
uh, in the days when you're feeling low, you're feeling like you ain't going to be able to make it, or even when you're feeling good, call in, press mute, and just listen. <laughs> I love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Go I go go to work. Okay, Yvonne, you have a good day at work. <laughs> hey, yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a blessed day, everyone.